Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Flash on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Flash on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, Chris. Yeah. Do I need to scoot up? No, I think you're good. I okay. think you're fine. I like how you're wearing this green hoodie. It makes me makes me feel like I should be wearing red right now, ah. and we would be the crossover of the oh. Flash and uh, and Arrow, which did not happen this week. It did not happen this week. And uh, is, is that even next week? It's next week. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh man, it is. So in fact, close. it's so exciting, dude. And in fact, I think they showed a different teaser than they had before um during this episode of the flash and yeah. it was really like i'm excited i'm i'm really intrigued about it it, it i've kind of been expecting more of a build up to it than we've had thus far and so, like, it, with the Flash and on the Arrow, mm-hmm. um, I kind of wish we were teasing it maybe a little bit more. Yeah. But this week on the Flash, we did have a little bit of crossover with the Arrow universe. The uh, Clock King uh, apparently escaped from Starling City and uh, came wait, wait, wait. down to... Oh, I don't I remember this. Because he, uh, he, he was a villain, man. He wasn't a villain last when? season. I'm pretty sure, like, he was a one-off villain, but uh, he never, they didn't kill him. He was one of the few that the, uh, the Arrow didn't kill. You fact-check that. I'm going to fact-check this. While I talk about, um, they made, an, they made a, an, a mention of Felicity in that she has reprogrammed all of Cisco's computers to do, you know, to find people and do miraculous things, things like that. Um, so that was kind of a, a crossover. Um, Yes. Yeah. So just a th- kind of a kind of a Easter egg mention from her. Yeah. From him. From, from him. Cisco. Yeah. About her. From him. There yes. you go. So yeah. Um, while you check that, let's talk about the Clock King for a minute in this episode. Um, actually, let's just let's kind of start start with this. You know, like a, just analysis of this episode. I um, I'm re- I really liked the how this episode shaped up. Like at first, I didn't think I was going to like it very much because you know my stance on superheroes without superpowers. I pretty much hate, right. I pretty much hate them. Right. Immediately whenever that happened, I was like, Chris is gonna hate this episode. Chris is gonna hate the depowered superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. Um Well, I mean, if you want to go into I don't think we've gone into to that particular uh that opinion on, on this, the, podcast? this podcast. We've didn't gone he, into it before. Didn't he almost lose his superpowers earlier in the season though? Mm, I don't know. Anyway, uh, just a short version is I don't tune in to watch the flash not be the flash. A slow flash. That's not a TV show. The you know, it's called the slow, <laughs> the slow, the mud. The, <laughs> yes, I don't tune in to watch that show. No, I tune in to watch the Flash. It's true. So if I have the Flash that doesn't run around, like that's and that's always a cop out, man. Like I hate it. You know, it's kind of like, well, we can't. We are our super. We've made our superheroes so overpowered that no villain can um, rise up and and uh, challenge them in any legitimate way. So what do we do? We have to depower them. Got to take away their powers somehow. You know, I mean. And you know that all kind of stems, I think, from Superman. Right. You have the Kryptonite because he's Superman. <laughs> How are you going to beat Superman? Right. Without unless you take away his powers. Because literally, he is unbeatable almost. Yeah, I'm just not a fan almost. of it. I have like you know we talk about for instance. Uh, whoops, sorry about that. You know, I'm glad my face wasn't like right next to the microphone. <laughs> the microphone, whenever you hit it, would have yeah. smacked me in the face. Um, whenever uh, uh, JMS was yes. writing that Superman. year of Superman, yep. and he's just walking around. Without his superpowers. Let's pretend that year of the, the Superman comics didn't exist because, like, it was just boring. Now, let me let me let me tell you something was weird about that. Is he's walking around? <laughs> okay. Yeah, walking around the Earth. But then he'd like go do something with his superpowers. 
but then come back and pick up where walking where he was where walking. Where he left off. Just like if you're not if you're going to go into superpower fast and you're not going to use any of your just don't, don't don't use them at all. Well, also I think like there was there's some weird stuff about that like from issue to issue he didn't get very far. Like he really didn't no. like he didn't well, like walk very like I feel like they should have shown more of the diversity of even if he, even if it's only a U.S. Yeah. like walking around the U.S. Yeah. Oh, like, um, sh- like a map with yeah. a dotted line. Well, it's like I mean, yeah, if he's only walking like a, in, in that our country, kind of like, like an Indiana Jones style, right? Pan yeah. across the map they and it shows show, where you gone. Yeah, yeah, and say like, hey, two weeks later, he's in this town uh-huh. or whatever, and it's a completely different type of town. But it's like every place he went, oh, he wasn't was walking, exactly the same. He wasn't speed walking. No, he's he just kind of like moseying around. Yeah. And so I don't think you would you would get that far. I honestly also Did, think that the time period was supposed to span a couple months. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. Was it supposed to span an actual year? I don't think. I so. I don't know. Time, complete, man. How does that's it a work? Complete, it's a complete <laughs> side note. However, do you remember like the the resolution to that? Like, why was he like all moody and depressed and walking around the earth? I can't remember. It was something with his home planet. Some or something weird like that. explanation where oh, there some was, alien took over his brain. Well, there was like something living in his like supervillains were living inside yes. of a capsule in his brain. Super strange. <laughs> like I don't even know what to say to that. Speaking of the way time works, though, <laughs> uh, Harrison. Her- what? Harrison Wells. He could see into the future. Is this where you're going? It's not. Not. Not where I was going. Okay, so where were you going? <laughs> I, I honestly don't remember now. That's okay. Um, did you find out if he was in oh, the... Oh, he was uh, totally in season two. In season two. Yeah, in season two of Arrow. He, uh, Which episode? He, he Which hired he two criminals to steal the skeleton key from Cord Enterprises. Remember that episode where we stole the skeleton key where like you could hack into almost anything or whatever? Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I do remember the Clock that. King murdered the guys who stole it for him so what, and all of this. Stuff. He's a really vicious guy. What did Oliver do? Um, well, he beat him, obviously, and put him in prison, looks like. Yeah, so, I mean, apparently he broke him out of prison. Who broke yes, who? Yes, he, he was presumably arrested, is what this says. Ah, okay. So uh, either he broke out of prison and got caught in Central City, or they mentioned something about a transfer for him to go see his uh, his wife, was yeah. it? Yeah. And oh, no, no, his sister. His sister, that's right. Because that's who he was doing all of that but for in Arrow. No, he, he mentioned that he wasn't, they he wasn't allowed let, to. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't know, was he in a prison? Did they transfer him to Central City? He's in the prison there. Did he escape? And then they broke, like, I don't, I don't know. know. The one thing I thought that was weird about his inter- in- encounter with Barry, though, was the fact that Barry is coming out of the elevator, no, going into the elevator, and he's coming out. Barry goes in, and then he stops. Do the cops with him say, come on, man, quit talking to this guy like they normally would? No, they just stand there, let him have this conversation with Barry, and then they're like, come on, enough of that. (laughs) (laughs) It was was weird. That is a weird interchange. Like, they should have had that exchange, like, riding on the elevator together. Like, they should have been been, like... That would have been fun. Like, he's going to one floor and Barry's going to a different floor, and they overlap a couple floors. Yeah. And so, like, that's how it should have been scripted. That's how it should have happened. I like that. That would have been a much better way to do it. Yes. Let's let's continue with this time theme. Yes, the and time we, we theme. can go ahead and talk about how uh, Harrison sees in the future. That's that's unbelievably annoying. Uh, he now uh, you know why uh, uh, Captain Hook was so insane. Ca- that's true. <laughs> there was always the the ticking uh, clock in the uh, crocodile. I'd be uh, I'd be trying to kill that crocodile or as was well. Was it an alligator? I can't remember what the difference is. It has to do with the teeth. Anyway, it does. and and the region like yeah. we need to move on. The the I took a screenshot on yes. my phone of the newspaper at the very end. Um, nice. A couple things I want to talk about this. Okay. okay. So first, um, yes. Whenever Barry disappears, uh-huh. the flash goes away completely from the newspaper. Right. Okay. 
At the end, he comes back, and the headline is, well, has it been this the whole time? Flash missing vanishes in crisis. Because he looked at it before, like earlier in the episode, it feels and like it he's, was fine. he's checking the same day over and over again. I don't know yeah. why he's checking the same day. It's April 25th, 2024. And the way it's worded is very interesting. It says, Flash missing vanishes in crisis. So are we talking about... <gasps> like a crisis on infinite Earths? That was a real gasp, by uh, the way. Okay, so here's the other comment. Okay. Before, okay, so right now in the corrected future, yes, where there is a flash, yes, the headline down on the bottom say it says "Red Skies Vanish." Whenever he wasn't going to be there, it said something about the red skies are looming or are coming. Like, what does that what mean? Does that mean? What are the red skies? Let me uh, let me do a little bit of, of searching here, a little bit of investigative uh, journalism here. While I talk about Iris, yes, I like. Um, where her character kind of ended up, and honestly, I kind of, I'm glad um, that the Flash wasn't able to be there for her this episode because she's kind of been like really starry eyed. Like it's always, you know, you think about the time in your life. You always, you know, we people talk about like whenever you realize like your parents aren't perfect. You know, like there's a right. point in like when children all realize, oh, their parents aren't perfect, and so like, okay, cool. She is realizing um, that her um, her someone she looks up to. Um, is not perfect, and mm-hmm. uh, that's a good thing. Like she kind of had, she, she's putting all this, all this faith and trust in the Flash. Oh, it's okay. The Flash will save us. You know, like she Correct. says that a couple times. Yeah, a and, couple times she said that, and it gets broken. And she finds out that no, sometimes you just have to do stuff for yourself. And uh, I like that, especially in, in relation to the Flash, just because it's like, you know, it's it is unrealistic to expect um, any superhero. No matter how powerful, to always know what's going on, always be there for you whenever there's a crisis. For sure. Um, and uh, you kind of even saw that, like whenever she talked with the Flash later, you kind of saw that. Um, you know, he he tried to say, "I will, I'll, I'll be there for you next time. I'll never, I'll never leave you alone again," or whatever he said. And uh, she um, she was like, "My best friend always says that, and he's always late." You know, and and so. I like that idea that while Barry has like these good intentions, um, he can't always be there for her. Right. And it's unrealistic for her expect to, to expect him to be. And so um, I like that, um, that dynamic between the two of them. So yes, Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, does reference like there being blood red skies. Mm. Um, the Joker references them, uh, the blood red skies during his rampage, declaring that... Every other crisis gets funky mood lighting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyway. So that's what they're teasing. Yeah. Um, it happens in 2024. Now, let me... That'd be nuts. Let me... Uh, let's talk about time again. Okay. Okay. Dude, I see a theme here. A through line for <laughs> yes. all of this podcast. Harrison uh, mentions whenever he's doing his logs right. that uh, it's been 221 and then 222 days since the incident. We, it's been a long time. Yeah. Long time. He w- How long was he in that coma? Like Five th- months. Five months. So f- in the past six episodes. We've spanned a month or so at least. Like two months, three months. No. If, if he's saying it's been Wait, almost, almost a, a year, year, it's been like six months, dude. That's crazy. So, like, we spanned, like, six months in six episodes, which seems like way too long of a time. 
However, like Felicity showed up, and we know when that is in the Arrow universe, and now we know. But we also know when he became the Flash. He right. went, went and saw um, Oliver, and it definitely hasn't been six months in the Arrow universe. That's weird. It is weird. Like it'd be interesting to like actually like detail this out and put it in a timeline and um, fact check it against itself. Well, because even within uh, on some of the episodes of the Arrow, like we talked about last week, I think last week's episode took place in one night. Um, like yeah. it, it didn't even take place like over a matter of days. It was like one night. And I think that's a lot of what arrow does is they try to keep this very sequentially like, Hey, this, this follows, this follows this. Yeah. And so it'd be weird to put that up against something like this show, which apparently is moving faster. Well, ha ha. Then, <laughs> sorry. Then the, uh, then the, the arrow. So I'm not saying that, um, each episode though is spanning. I'm just saying, I think there's, there's a lot of unaccounted time for here for no reason, honestly. That's true. Um, and, and I think they they try to explain it away, and, but like okay, there's an unaccounted time for in that there's no way that that amount of time fits into the timeline that they're laying out in relation to Arrow. Mm, yeah, that's true. Unless Harrison is talking about a different incident, could he be referring to something prior to um, the? I don't the know. Actual... That, that sounds like too deep of an Easter egg that they would that, for them to write it that way. Hmm. Like they're not making it obvious. If right. that's the case, and so I don't, mm. I think he's talking about definitely he's talking about the incident. Okay. Um, so that, that's just it's just a weird inconsistency. That's weird. Yeah. Um, two things. Okay. I thought it was interesting when Harrison was uh, stressed out and trying to save uh, Barry. He explained why he cared so much to Cisco and uh, what's her face and uh, Caitlin. Caitlin. Yeah. And oh, and actually, Barry. I think Barry was yeah, there. Yeah, Barry was there. And he said, "The Flash is my greatest invention." No, Flash wasn't there. Flash wasn't there for that. Okay. Well, he told Cisco and I have that quote. Caitlin, we're dipping into the quotes here. Let me right. uh, let me pull up that quote. Um, and it's really weird, like the way he phrased it, and like the maniacal like way that he did this. It's like he thinks highly of himself. Well, well, he it, very much it does. lends credence to like our theory earlier in the season that he possibly could have sabotaged his own machine Yep. in order to create Barry. Yep. And whatever happens next, like whatever this infinite, like whatever him disappearing, he needs that to happen yeah. for some reason, or he needs something that's t- closely related to yeah. that to happen. Um, and so I'm not sure like what that looks like, but it, the quote is uh, out of everything I've created in my life, out of all of my inventions, the most important one is the flash. The flash must return. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, I mean, super so, creepy. Like, super I, honestly, ominous. I, I, I think he did sabotage the machine to create him. And let's talk about the crisis on infinite earth thing real fast. You can't like we, we, we if that's happening in 2024. Okay. Um, we've got to move quicker. Well, like, in order to get there, otherwise we're waiting 10 years and it's like 10, 10 seasons of uh, both arrow and flash. Well, I mean, like, like, you know, my point is like, okay, so obviously the arrow would be involved in that. Oh yeah. And uh, on a couple occasions, I've I've either read or or seen in an interview Stephen Amell say something about like six seasons or something like that, like yeah. a very definite like six seasons. Well, I know whenever they started, whenever they started Arrow, and people were like first interviewing, it was a big hit and stuff. People were asking them how much do you have, and like there's an interesting uh, thing that I've I've read from Damian Lindelof where he says there's a there's an expectation of audiences that you know where you're going right? and you know where this is going to end up. He's like, but you also want there to be some sort of a, a flexibility here to where, you know, the audience knows they're being listened to. Yeah. And he said, but with, with the, uh, anyway, but with the arrow writers and the arrow creators, they said early on, they were asked how, 
how, how's this going to end? Or like how many years? And they said five years. They said every uh, year that he's on the island, they have a plan mm. and they have a plan for like to get to like where we're no longer in the flashbacks and that sort of thing. So it's like, I don't know what's beyond that. I mean, I don't know what that looks like. It is Stephen Amell's contract for maybe only six years. And it's like, that's what he's thinking. He's thinking it's a six year game. And mm. then it's like, you know, whatever, but I don't know, man, it's weird. Like, I'm thinking, what if they bring both of these series to a close around the same time with a crisis on Infinite Earths type scenario? Dude, you know what would be nuts about that, though? Like, Infinite Earths means that possibly we could, in fact, have the tie-in with the movie universe. Because there are, in fact, Infinite Earths. That's true. So if, the, uh, if maybe the movies go after that storyline, like, eventually. Right. Um, maybe they have a crossover and th- these characters show up and help out and whatever. But that could be incredibly epic. Well, what's crazy, also crazy is like, so there was news this week from um, Entertainment Weekly, like they did an interview with uh, the create or executive producer of Arrow, Flash, and now the new Supergirl TV show that's coming on CBS. Right. And he mentioned possibly Supergirl crossing over and existing in the same universe as Arrow and that Flash. That would be so cool. So Super cool. What if we end up with all three of these series, like somehow coming to a close in a crisis on infinite earth type scenario. And, uh, somehow it opens up like the multiverse to the movies, or at least it, like the, the cool thing is at least it, that, um, allows for the existence of these two separate universes within the same universe. Right. Cause even, even like in the comics and things like that, and that'd be okay. So first of all, let's just throw this out there. That is a very like hardcore comic book, sci-fi oh, yeah. storyline to have in these shows, like to have into media, like just normal person doesn't necessarily wants to think no, about those but things or like, like also, to think about, but the, the success of like Star Trek and things like that. Like right. there are things that if it's done correctly, mm-hmm. um, it's super popular and yeah. people love it. That's what I was going to bring up is, is the, like the new Star Trek uh, like films kind of branched off on this alternate timeline. Yep. Um, you have Mar in the Marvel movies, you have the, this idea of different realms, you know, like that you can go, go uh, access somehow like yep. Asgard and stuff like that, like these different realms. And so like, I think people are like, it's, it's more like, it's not so much of a sci-fi notion anymore. Yeah, it's more like geek people, thing, you people know? are more accepting of it, especially with things like, you know, in, uh, interstellar, um, inception, yep. those kinds of movies out there that it's kind of like, okay, I, this is a logic problem, but I can still wrap my brain around it if it's explained correctly. Yes. And it's like, and, and so I think that that, that doesn't matter as much, but yeah, that's, that's that. But if you have all of these infinite earths, like it, it, in the end of a lot of those storylines, cause it's like, it's happened. Like there's been these crossover storylines between multiple universes and multiple parallel dimensions and things like this in comics before. But a lot of times the way those end up is you get this character, uh, like a Superman from Earth three, mm-hmm. or like a whatever from Earth two, mm-hmm. or and so like you have this kind of mishmash of people, mm-hmm. and so if people at that point, if maybe people's contracts have worked up or or whatever, if you have a different version of say a certain character, yeah, it's like that's it's easily explained in canon or in right. uh, in the you know, just the storyline. Right. So I don't know. It's like it, it does kind of open the door for a lot of things like that. Right. The uh, the other thing that I 
I think makes it more of a possibility is the fact that uh, DC is doing that right now um, in their comics line. Like they are reintroducing the multiverse into the new 52. Correct. So that they can pull from the pre-new 52 characters and storylines as well as the new 52 stuff. Kind of a best of situation where they can kind of get away with like getting rid of some of the characters that were pre-new 52 that they didn't really like and that that weren't that popular. And then in the ones in uh, the current universe, they can kind of alter those and tweak those up a little bit to make them more likable. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, so anyway, I, like all this was, as I was watching this episode, was just rolling around in my head. I'm like, oh my goodness. This it's a is a lot to have in your head, dude. It is a lot. Like, and it's a lot, like, that's why I think this felt like a weighty episode because they would, they brought a lot of these issues up. Um, For sure. I mean, they're the ones bringing it up. Yeah. Like, I'm, we're not like just grasping at straws here. Right. Um, okay, so here's here's a uh, something that I wanted to bring up about Harrison in particular. It's mm-hmm. weird to see Barry so pointedly say exactly what's going on with him, or like exactly how we feel about him. Where it's it's we you know he doesn't care about anybody, and it's like who's gonna be your pawn next? It's right. like I forgot that chess was your game, and we're right. on your pawns. Who's gonna sacrifice their life for you next? Yeah, and like to have him so so accurately portray who this guy is yeah. shows us that Barry is not just blind to this stuff. Right. Barry isn't just, you know, with his head in the sand or whatever. Right. He's a detective. He's thinking. He's, you know, he's moving his way through this stuff. But maybe he just doesn't buy it because he doesn't want to or whatever. Well, I think... Because the end, he kind of apologizes for it and Blanket says, oh, I didn't mean it. No, I don't... Like, you know, uh, you think about where Barry has come from. He said, you know, he's... He's read his biography twice and... and, uh, That's right. Like, he's he's basically a fanboy. Like, he... And... um, you know, you think about, you know, what if we went to work if he was still alive, went to work for Steve Jobs, okay? And, you know, he ended up being this, like, crazy controlling guy, which, I mean, apparently he was. I mean, but does that really change the fact that you like him? I don't know. You know, like, do you still respect him for his work? Yeah. Like, you still yeah. respect him for his work. And, and honestly, it's like, who's better going, like, who's going to explain his powers better than the guy who, you right. know, invented the machine that gave them to him? Correct. And I think Harrison gave a... um he gave an adequate answer whenever he said, I don't like anybody. Like, I'm right. just going to be upfront with you. I don't. Um, I find them annoying. And, uh, but I like you. Right. Which is true. He just, I don't think Barry understands the depth to which he likes him. Yes. Um, I <laughs> love. Because he sees them as his creation. Oh, yeah. Well, he not only sees, like, it's like he's his, his son or whatever. It's like, this <sighs> is something that he's done. And, yeah. and not only that, it's, it's something that he created for a specific use, a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. And so, like, anytime anything has has in any way threatened that, he's eliminated it. Which was really funny. Whenever he goes, he's like, "He's a murderer, Barry." And it's like, it's like, look who's talking, you crazy fool. Yeah. Let's talk about the end real fast um, okay. before we move on from Harrison. So he, number one, they're keeping this dead body just in an unrefrigerated. Place. Well, but those things are, are designed. Those little those little compartments are designed to do whatever they need them to do. So I would imagine that they could probably refrigerate it and keep it suck all it, the air it didn't out look of refrigerated. it or, or whatever. Well, at that uh, point he had the door open. So. He took the uh, um, he took the guy's blood and he said, "You were able to steal the Flash's powers." Not entirely true. Not true. He right. did not steal his power. He took them away. Right. But he didn't acquire them, which is. What the word steal means. Right. Like you take something and it's now yours. And it's now yours. Yeah, you can use it. Correct. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if um, if he just, if the writer's just sloppy writing or Mm-mm. if he thinks that he can use 
his blood to actually acquire Barry's powers. I think that 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 something like that. Like I, I don't think it was a slip up. I don't think it was like just a slip up of writing because there are um, it throughout you know the comic book and DC universe there are these characters like his character or like Parasite for instance right. um, that can steal powers. Yeah, and they can use that for like either other things to make like to be sort of as strong as Superman or sort of as, as fast as the flash as yeah. far as the parasite goes or whatever. And this is also, it introduces this idea that, um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, Amazo. Like mm-hmm. if you, if he, that we've obviously in, in arrow had the ship called the Amazo right. or whatever, with but, Dr. Ivo. But Dr. Ivo in the comics some has created, uh, in, depending on which version of the universe you look at, has created this uh, the Amazo robot, which can acquire powers of the people that it's, you know, mm-hmm. of superheroes. And so it's like, I don't know if he's maybe wanting to design something like that or like design a suit or something, you know, but I think that it wasn't unintentional. It might have been uh, him projecting mm-hmm. that, hey, this is what I'm going to try to do with this. Mm-hmm. And so he just phrases it that way, but... The uh, then that leads me to believe or posit that I don't think that um, right now in this world, in this timeline, <laughs> that yeah. Harrison is reverse Flash. Okay, I do think that in the future, after he synthesizes this blood and acquires steals Barry's powers. He could become Reverse Flash, which that would mean seems to be what they're what they're hinting at. Which would mean the Reverse Flash we keep seeing, who killed Barry's mother and who who uh, threatened Joe last week, is Harrison from the future coming back as Reverse Flash. That's possible, and it's also interesting to note that he wants Barry to go faster. He's like, not fast enough. It's not right. fast enough. He just needs to go faster. And then he comments at the end that his friends and putting their their lives in danger makes Barry run faster. And so it, it leaves me to think, like, is he going to try to manipulate him? He didn't and really get say him to put them in danger. Faster? He said his his relationships, like. But that's what happened. It's like he had these relationships, and they made him go faster because they were in danger. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, know. that's, that's, a, da- that's a dangerous road to start going down. Oh, it really is. But it's like, I don't know that that's that far off for him right now. Right. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting to, to see this all play out. And if he's going faster and faster and faster, time travel, I mean, if you go faster than the speed of light, technically, the yeah. time travel wouldn't be a problem. Really. I mean, it's theoretical, but it's yeah. theoretical, but yeah. And uh, so, I mean, if we're talking time travel somehow... You gotta get going fast enough. That's true. You gotta you gotta test those barriers. So I don't know, dude. Like Harrison is just a big old ball of mystery. <laughs> dude, it's it's really weird because like I wrote down like I would listen to him monologue. Like I hope that he's like cashing in and like has audible books out there where you can buy a book <laughs> of him reading it or whatever. Cause like his monologues always are just like the coolest. Yeah. It's like uh it's it's like what's his name? Um Mufasa, mm-hmm. uh, James Earl Jones, and like those guys. Like I, I feel like his voice can be that way. Like he has this cadence about it that I would listen to all day long. Let's talk about the rest of the episode for a second. Um, we start off with kind of a freak of the week, a la Smallville. Again, um, I didn't like dislike the explanation though for why they. Uh, this is what I don't like um, about the way that they're explaining their powers. It always has something to do with like the activity that they're taking part in whenever they got zapped. Whereas Correct. Barry's does not. Was he on a treadmill when he got zapped? No. Was he running? No. no. Not at all. None of it. So like if you're 
there were these chemicals that flew up in the air. There doesn't whatever, need to be a a one to one explanation why you got this power whenever you're doing this activity whenever this happened. Correct. You, that does not need to happen. And that's very Smallville esque because, yes. like in Smallville, they would encounter this color of kryptonite and they'd be doing something. Right. And whatever they were doing at the time is what they turn into. Right. You know, or like if he's really mad, he turns into Flame Man. Right. Or whatever. You know. Right. So it's like it's very. It's like you said, it doesn't seem like we need these explanations. You don't. And it, honestly, it's like, I, I feel like it dumbs it down a little bit whenever you do give these explanations. Right. Well, speaking of dumbing down, um, later on in the episode, whenever Iris gets the gun from um, the ankle holster, yeah. like literally it happens. And then two minutes later, we have a flashback to <laughs> two minutes before yeah. to explain. I'm like, we just saw this. Do you think we're this dumb that you need to explain that? Well, and also the explanation uh, came before she actually drew the gun. Right. And it's <sighs> like that should have – if there was an explanation, it should have happened after she drew the gun. That flashback should not even exist. Something that's like a storytelling thing in my mind is, is – and I've said this before on our, I think our main podcast uh, in reference to some movies and things – it, flashbacks really shouldn't happen until there's a question about something like, yes. until there's a question in your mind because flashbacks just by very nature are exposition. They're right. just explaining a scenario or they're explaining something. Right. Um, and so if for this uh, to have like no question in my mind, it's like, okay, yeah. how's she going to try to get out of this? Yeah. It's, it, that's not really the question that needs to be answered with the right. question that needed to be answered was she draws the gun and then I go, where'd she get the gun? Yeah. That's but whenever you need ever, it. I mean, but then all you need is to to pan down to uh, to to Eddie and see his ankle holster empty, you know. And yeah, lo- it. like he doesn't even need a flashback. He right. needs to be like he's sitting there dying, and he just looks and it's gone, you know. Like, right. He's sitting there dying. I mean, that's what he's doing. You know, he's bleeding out. I mean, it's true. It, it's, uh, anyway, that was just a side note. Okay, so here's here's something that was a very brutal uh, moment whenever he got shot. Man. Um, like that was hard for this for this show. Like this show is usually kind of bright and whatever. It's right. like the, the most that we've gotten is like Barry getting punched or like smashing a cell phone or threatening someone's life or whatever. But we've never seen like someone get shot, blood fly. Yeah. Well, we saw like earlier two other people oh, die. Basically, yeah. I mean, I, I assume they're dead. They got shot pretty brutally, and he yeah. said that they were dead. Yeah. Um. To whenever he's talking uh, to the negotiator or right. the captain, who was that? Was that the captain? That was the that was Singh. Yeah, direct, director Singh. Which. It would probably be a negotiator, but that's fine. Uh, he just wanted to talk to the boss man, Chris. <laughs> he just wanted to talk to the boss man. Doesn't and, everybody? And Director Singh seems like he's like uh, he's arrogant enough to pick up that phone call. But so, like, in the midst of this episode that had these trappings that, like, okay, like, okay, you've got Barry without his powers, dumb. You've got, like, this freak of the week, dumb. Um, you also have these, but you have these really cool scenarios where it's like there's a hostage situation yeah. in, you know, like in the, the, the police precinct, you have right. this power outage from this guy who's basically a terrorist, yeah. um, who is just feeding off of different, um, superheroes powers. This yeah. is something that wasn't explained. I feel like that guy who was burnt up at the beginning, do you think he had superpowers and he fed off of him? I feel like he could have, or he was might he just, have. he knew how many, how many volts, uh, a human could. Yeah, I think that um, might be more accurate. He could steal from a human, right? I mean, he. I think that this guy just he has a uh, potential, like if you want to look at it like this, a drug addiction, right? And he right. just absolutely needs to. I mean, that's needs what to. they were implying. And so, if if honestly he's in this place and it doesn't have any power, because they were saying that they were saying that construction area really didn't have anything to feed off of or whatever, a human being's there walks up on you, zap. That's you true. Know? That's true. Take that three hundred and some odd watts or whatever it was. Um, so something that was cool, whenever uh, the 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 clock guy assaulted, like he he initially took 
the hostage situation. It was crazy because like right before that, uh, Director Singh had been like, ah, it's a pretty quiet night. You know, there's no, not that many people on, on call right now or yeah. whatever. And so it explains this because immediately whenever he does this, I was like, no, the cops are going to shoot him. Yeah. And then immediately the cops try to shoot him yeah. and he kills the cop. Right. And so, I mean, but obviously Joe isn't going to because his, his daughter's right there. He's right. going to try to like calm the situation down. Right. Um, de-escalate the yeah, situation. Yeah, de-escalate the situation. Um, but like, I liked that explanation. Like so many shows and so many, um, use the cop out of like, uh, cops don't act how they should yeah. a lot of times. Like they'll, they'll break, uh, basically a police officer's role. Like a police officer, if somebody tries to take the, uh, the police station hostage and there's like police officers around, they're gonna try to do something about it. Well, yeah. Uh, I, although I will say. I don't know. I mean, I've heard this explanation used all the time where it's like, well, everyone's on vacation or, <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. night shift to midnight graveyard shifts and no one's there. You know, yeah. like there's one guy there eating a donut and he's got his belt buckle undone because he can't fit into his <laughs> pants anymore. Can't chase anybody down. Donuts. Donuts, man. Just <laughs> causing problems in the precinct. <laughs> Gotta put a put a sign up that says "Don't eat more donuts." No, no donuts. <laughs> Why <laughs> no, don't you just a, stop buying donuts? A zero tolerance policy on donuts. Oh, oh my gosh! You know, because there's a hole. Oh in it yes, like because they look like zeros. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we didn't really get much uh, traction on any relationship fronts um, this week because we really didn't have that much interaction, other than maybe that the conflict between Harrison and uh, and them. But right. I don't know. I, I like. Uh, I will say I liked um, some parts of uh, Joe's personality that uh, we covered this week. I liked the fact that we again showed you know kind of illustrated um, how well read he is and his yes. knowledge base. Whenever he knew the the quotes that the uh, Clock King was. Um, pulling from. He knew yeah. it was Benjamin Franklin and um, Thoreau. Uh, I liked uh, um, his interaction with Barry whenever um, it was really funny, like whenever he, he tossed up the cup and, and it broke and he's like, that was my favorite mug. Oh, dude, you know? that was awesome. And then Iris comes in and I was like, oh, Barry loved that mug. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I actually wrote that down. I was like, the mug, ha. Yeah. And then um, I really loved it, you know, how they kind of tied that in at the end whenever they're right in front they're right in front of the dude. Right. And uh, he's like, uh, Barry just says, I didn't know what was happening at first. He right. just says, do it. And Joe pushes it off and he catches it. And then, uh, um, what is his name? <laughs> uh, Eddie. Uh, Eddie was like, did you guys just see that? <laughs> Whoa. And he was like, you're high. Remember, you didn't see <laughs> Yeah, you are see so anything. stoned, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I was high. Uh, so that was, that was really cool. It was, was really, really funny. funny. I love his laugh. Like whenever, whenever Iris is standing yes. there and we immediately get there and it's like, ah. But I, I, I love the, you know, the, um, it also kind of like reinforces, they continually reinforce the relationship that Barry has with Joe. And it's a very positive one, which is oh, very yeah. welcome. You know, whenever you think of Arrow, like there really isn't or wasn't any, I don't even think there is still, there's no father or mother figure on Arrow that ha- is is portrayed in a positive way. Right. Um, Felicity, uh, Oliver's parents. Um, we haven't seen Diggles, folks. Well, we haven't seen Diggles, folks. But I feel like they'd be awesome, though. I feel like they'd be walking in, like, they'd be like bench pressing things. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Miss Diggle is. <laughs> Miss uh, Diggle walks in and goes, Mrs. Diggle. How heavy is that TV? Right. I bet you I could pick it up. 
you know, Which, but, honestly, thin screen TVs nowadays. What am I thinking? It's cooled, or even like Laurel's dad. Like that relationship is not even that good. Her mom and dad are not, you know, like um, the the best. You know, they fell apart whenever Sarah died. You know, right. and all that kind of stuff. Which is, it's all understandable, but it's nice to have uh, a a parental figure in this universe that um, kind of has it together and has a good relationship right. with. I mean, I think he has a good relationship with Iris and with Barry. Yeah. And that's really cool. And what's interesting is it's not conflict-free. Like, the relationships aren't conflict-free. But at the end of the day, you know that, hey, everything's still okay with Joe. Yeah. You know? You know that that Barry, even whenever they've had arguments and fights and stuff, they're okay with each other. Yeah. You know? And they, they become okay with each other. Right. They learn to accept. I mean, because I think they trust and legitimately love each other. Absolutely. And uh, I, I really, really like that. Um, I love seeing that. And it's it's a kind of a fresh perspective on uh, on on you know even though you think about back about Smallville, like you know, in these types of shows, it's kind of a newer newer thing. It is, and it's it's really weird because like uh, I've I've made comments before that in media and in no matter what you do, like reading movies, whatever, you don't see very many like healthy relationships right. per se. Like they, they feel like they have to be this massively abusive, flawed relationship, uh, for, for people to actually like even like brothers and sisters mm-hmm. or even like husbands and wives. Like mm-hmm. you don't see very good teaming up representations. And like I said, that doesn't mean that there can't be conflict. That doesn't right. mean that there can't be a story right. there, but it, it, you know, it just means that something that's doesn't end up as like a really detrimental, abusive thing. Right. So, yeah. 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 So it's nice to see. You're right. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it in that light before. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so like uh, in that case, in that sense, I, you know, we talked about Iris and Joe. I thought, I think we did see some, you know, some uh, character development in both their parts. You that's know? true. That's true. Um, and it was, it was during the action. So it's like it mm-hmm. makes it even more plot driven and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's it, nice. This is a very like they, they it was well written episode. I really, really enjoyed it. Probably. I mean, honestly, I keep saying this every week and I think it's true, though. Like they're getting better every episode they go. They're like, getting their feet under them. <laughs> um, yes, they are. See, you know, I, but I, I'm, in, I'm enjoying, and I think like each episode builds on the, the the last one, and I think it's getting better and better as they go. I agree. I'm excited for the uh, the Arrow crossover. Yep. Because I mean, we we filmed that like a long time ago, correct? I mean, you know, so, any TV production is is a uh, a couple months ahead. Gotcha. So, I mean, do you think that except they filmed, for Arrow last season? Yeah, except for that. Do you think they filmed that out of order? Like, do you think they filmed it? Because I want to say, like, whenever the season started, they were filming that already. Like, they were doing some I don't think, they, I don't think stuff, they did so. out of order. You think about the, the amount of um, uh, um, effects that are in all these episodes like that need That's they need true. time to build that That's which true. by the way you know, like that explosion at the beginning oh of this episode looked amazing well dude like and it impresses me constantly about this show is that they can get away with that many effects mm. and it's you know how does this show not a huge budget show i agree like it's like the slow-mo at the end you know like yeah. i love i love it anytime they break into that slow-mo and they use it very very well yeah they don't use it all the time they use it like whenever it needs to be used yeah um because honestly like you think about like this very dramatic um, scene. Uh, if you play it in real time, it's over like that, you yeah. know. And it doesn't necessarily make it dramatic. It makes it kind of more funny and clever, right? That, and that's how they use that, right? Which I like the humor in the beginning of the episode with the guy who's like, you know, <laughs> and he's yeah. Barry is like. He's so amped. Out of all the people you could have picked, you picked me. This is so awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love I love how amped he is to get mugged. Yeah, it's that's just right. he's not the first person I've seen really happy to get mugged. 
he's like he's just and, and that was the thing that sold it for me was just his reaction to it and it was just so so well, adorable well, if you like put it that way what's funny is like he moved the cop there you know but like the oh, cop sh- the cop just shows up and he's just like I'm in front of this guy in his underwear yeah, I don't know he's why basically I'm, naked why am I supposed to be a race he's, he's holding his hand out like this yeah you know? like he doesn't even have a gun it's anymore so what's he supposed to do with that He's like, um, I guess you can go on your way. Yeah. Or, or does he say, what were you doing? Public and he says, um, I'm sleepwalking. <laughs> and he just said, well, move along. So why did he take his clothes? Like, I, I mean, just I, to embarrass him, you know, like just to be funny. It's just, I just love how like weird that is to be like, <laughs> to be like is, huh? not only am I going to like injure you by basically getting you arrested, <laughs> I'm going to pants you at the same time. You know? That's true. He should have just given him a massive wedgie. Oh gosh. <laughs> So I liked that, you know, but like, like what we were talking about, you know, with the, the, the effects of, I mean, it's a pretty effects heavy show. Yeah. And so like, I'm, they have to shoot these things well in advance, well in, yeah. advance in order yeah. to get that stuff done. Yeah. Um, all right. So boots on, boots off. Boots on, definitely. Boots on, despite the depoweredness. Like yeah. once that happened, I was like, oh, it's going downhill. But then it like, <laughs> but then it amped up. It like ramped up a notch. Yeah. That, was, that like, was my point. I thought this yeah. was like going to be like the trashiest episode. Yeah. If it's you're garbage. going to do a depowered episode, this was the way to do it. True. For sure. True. Just um, don't do it again. Just, just don't do it for like at least another three years. Yes. Can't handle it. I'm warning them. Um, all right. So some quotes we've got, if there was an Olympics for bad luck, you didn't just meddle. You Michael Phelps. <laughs> this is true. Michael Phelps as he's, a verb. He's amazing. He's basically a superhero. He, his, who like, did marijuana. His arms are like, <laughs> like who, like, why doesn't he just like do running events on his arms? It's because just, that's weird. They're just gigantic. It's kind of creepy too. So weird. Uh, all right. So then we, we've got this software can do pretty much anything. Now that Felicity reprogrammed it. And then we've got, um, let me see. He's a murderer. <laughs> Who said I that? I can't remember. It was Harrison. Oh. The, mur- the only murderer uh, yeah, in but, the room yells but, that this guy's a murderer. Okay. So here's the thing about human nature. And not worth saving. Let's, let's talk about human nature for a second. Getting serious, Chris. Generally, it is, um, it is interesting how a lot of times people will be harsh on others on points that they actually demonstrate themselves because they they get frustrated that they themselves are it would be like okay so if um you know if i have a problem waking up in the morning and being places on time in the morning which quite possibly could be true okay <laughs> maybe me getting angry at all others for for being late in the morning okay that would be the scenario that we're talking about and that happens with a lot of people yeah um and uh i think that this is possibly Harrison doing that. Yeah. Like sure he kills people but he has, you know, a reason. So but he judges everyone else who kills the people. Can't let anybody off the hook, man. No. No, no, no. None of those murder like Oliver is a murderer technically. Right. He's killed people. I mean, and I'm not saying you should murder Murdered people. Please people. don't murder people. No, not at all. Uh, it's but not okay. I think I think that's Har- why Harrison legitimizes that somehow yeah. in his mind. For sure, I agree. And then we've got, out of everything I've created in my life, out of all of my inventions, the most important one is the Flash. The Flash must return. Oh. Oh. And then we've got, someone once told me that I was struck by lightning because it chose me. I don't know if I believe that, but what matters is what you believe. Whenever he was talking to Caitlin about right, her right. Like, turning on the power to, to I don't fry think it, him or I don't not. think it chose him. I don't think it chose him either. But I think but Harrison I, knew it would cause him to be the Flash. Right. Whereas the it in that sentence is Harrison. Yes. It chose him. It. Harrison. 
All right. And I liked that Tony got some redemption this episode, by the way. That's true. And despite the fact that he died, like, yeah. what What are we doing killing off our, well, like, good villains? We killed two villains two this Two villains! Week. And we only really heavily featured one. Yeah. We, like, lost a good villain I this mean, week. We are negative a villain. We talked about this, like, we've talked about this, you know, where, like, you just kill off these villains and they're like, well, you can't use that anymore. Whereas I, I, I do, I think the... I know it's an old trope and like I don't, you know, like the fact that Oliver um all of a sudden in season 2 decides he's not going to kill people anymore. Um but I I do like the idea the Batman idea which they've tr- kind of tried to do um where like everyone goes to Arkham and then they can break out at any time and yeah. you can face them again. Yeah. And it's like th- that just becomes like the looming thing. It's like they're sitting on top of that's what I thought was going to happen this week. Yeah. I thought it was going to be jailbreak. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. And then so I, I liked how Tony got the redemption there at the end where he's like, run, yep. Barry, run, you know? Yeah. And uh, well, I liked he, he had some humor. He was like, so you know me. I'm always looking for a good fight. Exactly. <laughs> and then we've got uh, Barry saying, Tony might have been a bully now and then, but he didn't deserve to die. No. Didn't deserve to die. Nope. That should have been directed at the writers. I feel like the writers, yeah. you know, hey, come on, guys. He didn't deserve to die, didn't guys. Didn't deserve to die. All right, then we've got, we're all just pawns to you. So what's your next move, Doctor? Which one of us dies next? And that's what the all uh, the characters are saying to the writers. Who's going <laughs> to die next? Dude, the writers are you better, Harrison. You better watch out. They're Harrison. They've got these grand designs for Barry and... No one's going to get in their way. No exactly. character nope. is going to get in their way. Gonna write them off the show. Going to write them off the show. All right. So you can follow us online. Stay on target podcast.com. Yep. This week, uh, I don't know what we're talking about. It's going to be movie related though. Maybe. It will. I oh yeah. It's because we're Maybe. in November we're movie in November, month. We're wrapping up November Man, movie it's month. It's been a long month. It's been a crazy month, dude. Because <laughs> we, we did, uh, we did two uh, reviews in one week, like first week. Yep. We have, uh, if you go to our website, stayontargetpodcast.com or find us on iTunes, you can uh, look at our interstellar review, our big hero six review. We have a mocking J review. We also have a discussion, um, about, uh, what was that discussion? Uh, some kind of movie discussion. Another week. You can, you can view that as well. Uh, I think we had a list of, it's a blur. By yeah. the way. Yeah, this this month, a blur, like it's, the flash. It's, it's been a, a blur. Uh, so anyway, you can find all that online at, at stayontargetpodcast.com. Uh, next week, we're going to uh, probably do an extra long episode on the crossover. Um, so it will post both here and on the Arrow podcast. They will be the same. We will talk about them both because it will hopefully be the same story. If, if it somehow divides it up and it's just like a weird kind of crossover, um, we'll do two separate ones. But yeah. it will probably be one massive episode uh, talking about both episodes. And we will let you know as well. And you can follow us on Twitter yep. for all of the updates and all the, yep. the crazy things that come into our heads yep. at JohnWright777. And ChrisWright250. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Flash Flash on Target. Target.